In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. After 20 months of pandemic life with little real relief in sight, it is, in my opinion, a bit frustrating or unnerving or maddening to hear Jesus say, do not worry in our gospel reading this evening. Because the truth is, all it feels as if we as a society have done for the past 20 months is worry. We have worried about our lives and the lives of our friends and relatives. Many have lost jobs and have worried about where they will live or what they will eat or drink or if they will have warm clothes to wear. Many of us have worried incessantly about our bodies, asking questions like, is that tickle in my throat just a sign of the changing weather, or is it a sign of something more sinister? We have worried about what will happen to our bodies if we get COVID, or what will happen to the bodies of our loved ones if they get it. For many, worry has been the modus operandi worrying about when and whether it is safe to gather indoors or unmasked, worrying about plans made in a future that still feels uncertain, worrying about every little sniffle or about what's next in the day-to-day -day life because the foundation of our lives have been shattered and cracked and have shifted more times than we can count. And so we arrive here this Thanksgiving Eve to hear Jesus tell his followers not to worry, and to hear Joel proclaim, do not fear. But if you're anything like me, you might feel the need to quip back, you don't know. You don't know what it's been like. You don't know how uncertain it has felt. You cannot possibly tell me not to worry when worry has been my entire existence for 20 months. But as much as I would like to say this to Jesus, the truth is, he knew. He knew, and Joel knew, and all those people all those years ago knew. They might not have known about pandemic living in particular, but they did know quite a bit about day-to-day -day uncertainty. And they still praised the goodness of God in the midst of that uncertainty clinging to the certain hope that God will provide for us even in our greatest time of need. In the face of a crippling and devastating locust infestation, the prophet Joel instructs the soil and the animals not to fear and tells the people of God to be glad and rejoice because the Lord has done great things. In the midst of the oppression of the Roman Empire, Jesus, too, tells his followers not to worry, assuring them that God knows what is needed and that God will provide. These readings, which speak of restoration, abundance, and a life lived free from worry, are a perfect choice for us on Thanksgiving. Because these readings point to a truth that modern-day science is only just now really beginning to understand. The importance of gratitude 
and the effect of living a grateful life and how living that life can have an effect on our mental and physical well-being. Gratitude, according to the Google Dictionary, is the quality of being thankful. And it is a, a readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness to another. According to a study performed by Harvard, Harvard Medical School, gratitude can help people to acknowledge the goodness in their lives. And it usually helps people to recognize the source of that goodness as outside of themselves. This in turn helps people to, to connect to something larger than themselves, whether to other people or to nature or to a higher power. Furthermore, studies have shown that gratitude has the capacity to, quote, unshackle us from toxic emotions and has lasting effects on the brain. Gratitude can help people to feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity, and build strong relationships because it helps us to focus on what we have instead of what we lack. But gratitude, in my experience, requires attention. It requires us to look and to consider words which Jesus uses in our gospel reading. Look at the birds of the air. Consider the lilies of the field. In order to practice gratitude, we must look at and consider our lives. When we look at our lives and identify the goodness which is present in them, when we consider the ways in which the goodness of God is present and working in our lives, we can be, if only momentarily, pulled out of that worry, pulled out of that anxiety which plagues us. Because studies show that you can't feel both anxiety and gratitude at the same time. We can join with our ancestors and praise the God who, who restores all things to abundance, who fills our mouths with laughter and our tongues with shouts of joy. So on this Thanksgiving Eve, as we still wade through pandemic living and are aware of the many, many things about which we could continue to worry, I'm going to invite us to the practice that therapists and social workers and spiritual directors and many, many more all call us to, the practice of gratitude. I invite us to this practice on this day which has already been set aside for giving thanks because the act of giving thanks can and will pull us out of our worries, out of our anxieties, and out of ourselves so that we can see and be more attuned to the ways in which God is moving and restoring all to wholeness in our midst. 